Praise God. All right, we're going to Revelation chapter 12 and verse 10. Stay with me for a few moments, and let's see what God will do for us tonight. I'm going to Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Tonight I want to preach, teach just for a few moments on this subject. It's time to testify. It's time to testify. Lift your voices with me. Let's give God a praise. Lord, we love you. We lift up your name and exalt you high above all others. Hallelujah. You're powerful and mighty. There's nothing you cannot do. Hallelujah. Great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Also, before you're uh, seated, I want to mention also our, our quiz team did so well out in St. Charles, Missouri. They're on the way home now. We pray safe travels. But the intermediate team and the experienced team did a fantastic job. I'm not sure exactly what number out of about 60 teams the experienced team came in. I think it was, huh? I think it might be 17th out of 60 teams, which you got to realize this is North America's best Bible quizzing teams. And our intermediate team came in number three in North America. That's out of all the teams in Canada and the United States of America, they came in number three, which is just an awesome thing. It doesn't happen to very many people. So we're looking forward to when our quizzers get back. So that's a good testimony. Praise God. I want to share it with you. You may be seated. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I take dominion over every evil spirit that would try to harass you and destroy you and destroy your loved ones. In the name of Jesus Christ, we claim the victory through the power of the blood and by the word of our testimony. Every spirit that would try to depress you and push you down into the dirt tonight we take dominion. I told you by faith just a moment ago that this is going to be the most awesome service you've had so far. And I believe that God is here to do great and mighty things in our midst. Hallelujah. If you thought you were going to come to church and just have a whole hum Bible study and walk out with nothing happening, you're in the wrong church and you're probably in the wrong pew. But tonight, I'm here to tell you that God, our God, the Lord Jesus Christ is here to do great and mighty things. He's here to heal you if you're sick. He's here to deliver you if you're oppressed. He's here to save you if you're lost. He's here to touch your loved ones and to give them what they need from the Lord. Praise God. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Our God is mighty and awesome and powerful. 
So, devil, if you came to church tonight, and I know you did, you better get out while the getting's good, because we're going to have a, a Holy Ghost time here in the next few moments. Praise God. God doesn't just do miracles on Sunday. God does miracles seven days a week, 24-7. He is the almighty God. So tonight, I'm going to tell you what we need to do. You and I need to stand and testify to what God has done, what God is doing, and what God will do. You have the power to say to a certain degree what is going to happen in the future by the word of God. You can speak the word of faith. Remember, you were created in the image of God, and God created the world by spoken words. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and you were made in the image of God. So you don't just talk about what has happened. That's a thermometer. You talk about what's going to happen. That's a thermostat. You have the power to turn the heat up, turn the heat down. You're not just a thermometer. So tonight, here we are. We're going to testify. You know, I want to tell you, as I was praying and thinking about this, I realized once again how powerful the power of testimony is. Now, to human rationale, it doesn't make a lick of sense. But if you understand biblical principles, the power of spoken testimony is absolutely enormous. It's not just getting excited when somebody stands up and testifies. It's not just getting excited. We overcome by two things, the Bible says, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So that's why that tonight I'm going to stand here and I'm going to take the, the word of faith and, and I'm going to throw it toward heaven and grab onto something and pull up in the name of Jesus. How about you? When David faced Goliath, that nine and one half foot giant warrior, before David slung a stone, David testified. You can't go into a battle with the devil without testifying first. You can't come out of a battle with the devil without testifying. You're not going to get very far without a testimony. Now, I'm going to explain to you exactly what David did and how it applies to us. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 17, Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand, and I will smite thee and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. 
I, I think you need to understand something. This is not just a little story we tell our kids. It's not just a wonderful thing to remember as a beautiful thing that God did back somewhere in the past. But I want you to understand that God is putting in his word a principle that still works today. David's testimony, what he said before he fought the giant was just as important as David's sling. His testimony was just as important as his sling. You see, to the fearful, Goliath was too big to hit. But to David, he was too big to miss. David testified, I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts. How many know what the name of the Lord of hosts is today in the New Testament? Somebody needs to say, I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. You speak to that mountain as if it were a person. You say to the cancer, you have to go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You come to me with your sword and your spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You speak to the situation that you are facing right now. Maybe it's a financial one. Maybe it's a spiritual one. Or maybe it's an addiction you need deliverance from. Or, or could be that you want God to set your spirit free from depression. Well, here's the answer. Your testimony is just as important as anything else that you're going to have to do. Your testimony is so very important. David testified. Now remember, this is before the giant fell. Everybody can testify after the giant's laying on the ground. But before the giant fell, David said, This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand. Come on, I, I know that the enemy's trying to tell you, yes, yeah, somewhere down the road, this is all going to work out. But what would happen if the people of God, if you as an individual were to say, This day, Will the Lord deliver me out of this situation? This day, will the Lord touch this situation? This day, let's just try it right now. You open your mouth. Everybody can do it at the same time. So you're not listening to anybody else. But just say, this day, will the Lord deliver me out of this situation? This day, this day, will the Lord take care of this problem? This day, speak it out loud. Don't be intimidated by the devil. While the giant is still standing there with his big sword and his heavy armor and snarling and showing his teeth and degrading David, David testified before he ever started slinging the stone. He said, I will smite thee and I'm going to take your head off. I wonder if you would speak to whatever negativity it is that's trying to come against you tonight and say, I will smite you and I'll take your head off. You can say it to a disease. You can say it to a financial problem. You can say it to a situation that's trying to destroy one of your loved ones. You can say, right now, I will smite thee and I'll take your head from you. Now, I know that this is a little different. Some of you are looking at me like, really, this is Wednesday night. Come on, man. I come here to study the Bible. Well, we're studying the Bible, but we need to do more than just study the Bible. We can become so knowledgeable that we can become as dry as a library. 
but we need to let the power of God flow through us. And sometimes we have to do spiritual, no, not sometimes, we have to use all the time spiritual principles that actually liberate us. The world says, ha ha, that won't work. You know why the devil says that won't work? Because he knows it does work. Every time the devil says something, you know he's lying. All right. David testified. This is the testimony he gave. I, looking at the enemy, will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day under the fowls of the air and of the wild beasts of the earth. Let me tell you something. You can't just be Mr. Nice Guy. You can't just sit there and say, well, what will be will be. Because if you say that, you're exactly right. What will be, will be. It may not be what you want it to be. Sometimes we got to get mad at the devil. David testified that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You know, there's a higher purpose for everything. And here's the higher purpose. That everybody may know that the God of heaven and earth, Jesus Christ, is alive. Hallelujah. 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 A man, a preacher, a friend of mine that I knew several years ago was uh, very ill. And uh, he just got sicker and sicker until... Finally, he went to the hospital, and when he went to the hospital, like most men, he waited until he was dying before he went. And so he's in the hospital, and he's not feeling very good, and, and he's not getting well. And the doctor comes in after doing all kinds of tests, and he said, uh, Reverend, you need uh, a major heart surgery. You're going to have to have open-heart surgery. And my preacher friend said, well... I need to pray about this before I tell yes or no. And so after he prayed about it, the doctor came back in, and my friend said, Doctor, I really appreciate all your efforts, but I'm turning this over to another physician. The doctor's face dropped, and he, and he thought he was slamming him. He said, No, no, no. I'm not talking about an earthly physician. I've prayed about it, and I feel like God is going to heal me, so I'm not going to have the surgery. The doctor tried to talk him out of it. And in the next bed, you might recall, was an agnostic. And he literally got up out of his bed and walked out in the hallway, went around the corner, and doubled over in laughter at this poor, misinformed Christian. And he said, he's going to die because he's refusing the surgery. Now, I'm not telling you to refuse surgery. I'm just telling you, this is what happened with this guy. He straightened his face, came back in, got back in the bed. And my friend was allowed to go home. He said he, he was home and he was sitting in his recliner. And he said he got so weak that he, he couldn't even get up. And then finally, he couldn't even lift his head off the recliner. And people would come 
by and people would pray for him, but he wasn't getting better. He was getting worse. And they would pray and he's still getting worse. And one day he said there was an old elder, white-haired elder, man of God, came to visit him. And he was sitting there and the elder prayed and then he was getting ready to leave. And he said, elder, do you have a word from the Lord for me? And suddenly that old white-haired man shook like that and he pointed his finger at him and he said, thus saith the Lord. And he prophesied that God was healing him right then and there. Well, guess what happened? My friend came out of that recliner. He said, I danced in the living room and the living room wasn't big enough. He said, I danced into the kitchen and the kitchen wasn't big enough. He said, I danced out on the porch and down the sidewalk. And when he was telling us, he was preaching in front of a crowd of several thousand people as he was telling about this miracle. A few months went by, I think it might have been a year. He was invited to go to a certain town. And there he would preach a crusade of some type. When the flyers went out, isn't it just like God? The guy that had been the roommate in a hospital room happened to live in that town. And he just happened to get a flyer. And he said, it can't be. That guy's dead. I was there when the, I heard the doctor tell him he had no hope of living. I guess I'll just go over and see for myself. And he went over and he was converted from an agnostic to an apostolic. You see, God always has a higher purpose for everything we go through. Praise God. Come on. I'm going to testify to the goodness of God. I'm going to testify about the greatness of God. Somebody give a testimony to the Lord. God, I praise you right now. You're great. That all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. There was a group of people I read about in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 11 that says that overcame the very same that they overcame the very same way we overcome today. And in that chapter and in that verse it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. What they were going through, what, what they will be going through when this prophecy is fulfilled, they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. It's easy sometimes in the heat of the battle to forget just how important our testimony, how important our testimony is. Sometimes when we're going through it, we forget how important it is that we speak the word of faith and say, but it's going to be all right. God's got his hand on me. Praise God. The devil wants you to talk your way right down into the ground. Come on now. He wants you to talk your way right down into a burrow. He wants you to talk yourself uh, until you're sick and talk yourself until you're depressed and, and talk to yourself until you're broken and penniless. But I got news for you. We overcome the same way that David overcame and we overcome the same way that the people in Revelation chapter 12 and that is they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You can put this down in your little black book if you have one. There are two things you cannot afford to lose. 
Do you hear me? There are two things you cannot afford to lose. You must not lose your testimony. And you must not lose your vision. Those two things you cannot afford to lose. Our vision and our testimony are inseparable. I'm going to explain this a little bit more. What we see is what we say. Our vision and our testimony is inseparable. What we see is what we say. And what we say is what we see. You're going to say what you see, and you're going to see what you say. Lift up your head, O ye gates, be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. Lift up your head, O ye gates. And be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. He is the King of glory. You're going to say what you see. So lift up your heads, all your gates. And you're going to see what you say. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29, 18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, always... When we read this, at least usually, we think of leaders need to have vision. And without a vision, the people who follow them will perish. And that is true. It applies to the people who are depending on us to lead. But did you know that it also applies to each of us individually? We must not lose our vision. In the midst of the battle... It's not over. It's not over. We need to see ourselves, vision, envision ourselves, being used of God more and more. Praise God. See it. Envision it. Vision imagines. And vision imagines great things. And then with God, we do those great things. Without vision, the people perish. It's true for those that are following their leader. But it's also true of all of us. For in reality, every one of us are leaders. We're leaders to our fellow workmen. We're leaders to the people at school. We're leaders to the family. We're leaders to somebody, and without a vision, the people perish. We cannot forget who we are. We cannot forget to look and see what God is doing, and look up and see what God is able to do through you. Vision imagines great things, and then we do those things. In Genesis chapter 13... The Lord said unto Abram, after Lot was separated from him, lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where you are, northward and southward and eastward and westward. 
For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. Notice the principles that are found in this small little few verses. One, he says, lift up now thine eyes. It's the devil's job to get you to expect the worst. It's the devil's job to get you to live sorrowfully and anxiously. That's what the devil wants to do. But the word of God speaks to Abram and he says, lift up when? Lift up now thine eyes. He said, number two, he said, look from the place where you are. I don't know where you are right now. Only God knows where you are. But look from the place where you are. Don't wait for a better time. Look from the place where you are. Number three, he said, all the land which you see. Can you imagine God using you in a mighty way? Can you see in the spirit what God is going to do? Can you visualize a miracle right now? Can you close your eyes and visualize? Sunday night when I saw Andrew beginning to see, I don't know about you, but it just made my heart leap for joy. Praise God. I think it's important now that we take a look at this. He said, I'm giving you all the land which you see. And then he says, to thee will I give it, to thy seed forever. This was a principle that was set in stone forever. It was not to be something that would just be for the Old Testament man called Abraham. See, God tells us things in the word and sometimes we don't realize what he's saying but in lamentations chapter 3 verse 51 he says mine eye affecteth my heart my eye affects my heart praise God I get a I got to choose what I'm going to see. I get to choose what I choose to see. Come on now. My eye affecteth my heart. And if you join that with the other concept, where there is no vision, the people perish. So my eye affects my heart. Where there's no vision, the people perish. In the midst of the battle, sometimes it's easy to lose your vision. Somebody close your eyes with me right now. and Let's envision together at least one miracle that you need God to do, that you want God to do for you. I want you to envision your future with Jesus instead of saying, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. Let's start saying, oh God, this is a miracle. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you're about to do. I'm lifting up my eyes, oh God, and I'm looking to see what you have, Lord, and I'm starting to see myself uh, in a vision. I'm starting to see myself being mightily used of God. I'm seeing myself victorious. I'm seeing myself forgiven. I'm seeing myself loved of God and loved by my brothers and sisters. I'm seeing God working in my family. I see it. I see God doing great and mighty things. 
He said, I give you the land which you see and to thy seed forever. And if you remember in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, and if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The promises that God gave to Abraham apply to you if you belong to Christ. It's exactly what that scripture says. You belong to Christ. The promises that God made to Abraham, they apply to you also. Hallelujah. So I'm going to lift up my eyes. I encourage you to do the same. I want God to freshen, to refresh my vision. I want God to refresh your vision. We're looking through eyes of faith and we're saying, God, you're able. And when we lift up our eyes, now we start to testify. We can testify. And when we testify, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. See, I'm either my, my best friend or my worst enemy. It all depends on what I'm saying. That doesn't mean that you're your, your own worst enemy because you fight fearful thoughts or because you battle with dark thoughts. But you become your best friend when you say, I ain't listening to that mess. Amen. My God is a giant killer. My God is able. Amen. My God's a miracle worker. Yes, you say, well, do you do that because you feel it? No, you do it when you feel lousy. You do it when inside your stomach's in a knot. You do it when, when everything inside of you is saying, this is not going to go well. But instead of voicing that, you begin to say, my God is a giant killer. My God is able. My God can do exceeding abundantly above everything I can ask. Everything I ask or I can even think of, my God is able to do greater than that. If a young man could stand here Sunday night and say, I see, I see, and begin to describe what his mother is wearing, then if God can heal a blinded eye, then God can do anything. There's nothing too hard for God. Several years ago when Sister Karen was up here praying at the front, and suddenly she got up and ran back to the bathroom, and all of a sudden she came out of the bathroom and she came in to the uh, auditorium and she was yelling, it's gone, it's gone, it's gone. Because up until the moment she was prayed for, there was a sizable lump in her breast. But when she went, she felt God heal her. She went back to the restroom to confirm it. She came back into the auditorium and she was screaming, it's gone, it's gone. That's been like seven, eight, nine years or more since God did that and she's still healed today hey listen folks we need to lift up our eyes and begin to testify of the goodness of God in Mark chapter 11 I'm wrapping this Jesus answering saith unto them have faith in God for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain 
Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Well, all right. It's testimony night. This is when we begin to say, this is the way it's going to be. Well, it's time for us to say, God, I'm believing you. I'm not just going to think good thoughts about God. I heard the Bible said I heard a loud voice in heaven. Come on, if the people in heaven can get excited and, and raise their voices, I think while we're standing looking at some of the challenges that we face as an individual, as a family, as a city, as a state, as a nation, as a movement, it's time for us to stand up and say, well, all right, my God is bigger than this situation. Testify about what God is going to do. And that's how we're going to conclude this service tonight. We're going to testify. I'm not meaning everybody individually. I mean we can all testify at the same time. And we're going to speak faith, faith, faith. And we're going to claim things, claim particular things. You know, if you claim vague things that are so vague and nebulous, you never know when God does it. So claim particular things. So that when God does it, you can say, hey, I prayed about that. I, I spoke a word of faith, and, and God answered that word of faith. Tonight, we rise to testify about what God is about to do in our family. What God is about to do in our health. What God is about to do in our finances. We will see a new church built. We will see the mortgage retired. Now we're going to testify about how we're going to reach souls for Jesus Christ. We're going to testify about overcoming the situation that's facing you right now. So here we go. I want you to rise to your feet, please. And we're going to testify. We're going to testify about individual things. I'm going to name a category, and I want you to testify something positive about that. Okay? The first thing we're going to testify about is what God is going to do in our families. I want you to speak something right now. I want you to make it specific. I want you to make it particular. And I want you to speak it out loud. I don't want you just putting your head down and saying something in your mind. I want you to speak it out with your voice. No one else is listening but God. So right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, somebody testify about what God is going to do for your family. Just say it. Point your finger and say, this is what God is going to do for my family. God's going to save every one of my kids and my grandkids. God is going to work in my family. God is going to touch my wife's family and bless them and heal them. And God's going to bless my family and heal and touch and save. I claim in the name of Jesus healing for my family, salvation for my family. Speak it out loud like you really mean it. 
Be assertive tonight. Last week, probably somebody was turning cartwheels because they won a one point something billion megabucks. But what we're claiming tonight is far more important than any amount of money. All right, are you ready? I want us to testify about what God is going to do in our health. Are you ready? Begin to say right now what God is going to do for you health-wise. Come on. Begin to speak it out right now. God is going to heal me right now. Name it. In the name of Jesus, God's going to heal my blood. God's going to heal my nervous system. God is going to heal my kidneys. God is going to heal my heart. God is going to heal my brain. God's going to heal my back. God's going to heal my feet. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ, speak it out loud. God is doing it. I claim it. I testify that Jesus Christ is Lord over every sickness and over every disease. Here's another category. I just felt love of the Lord, we should do this tonight. We need to testify now about what God is going to do for our finances. Poverty is not a medal to be proud of. Poverty is a curse from the devil to try to keep you from accomplishing anything. If you will promise to be true to God, God is ready to bless your finances. How many are ready for God to do that? I don't know how he's going to do it, but I just believe he's going to do it. So I want you to begin to testify right now. Come on, speak it out loud. In the name of Jesus Christ, I testify that my finances are increasing. I testify that God is blessing my wealth. Come on, I testify that God is blessing my business. I testify that God is blessing our church. I testify that God is, oh, hallelujah. I testify that God is blessing every individual who will walk in covenant with God. Amen. 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 I testify that God has given us better jobs and higher incomes. I testify that God is helping us to retire the mortgage. I testify that God is helping us to build a new building. I testify that God is doing a miraculous work in our finances. Hallelujah. 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 Here's something that I think is a great category and it's, it's, it's very important. I want us to testify about how God is going to use us to reach the lost. That we're going to help people that are unsaved become saved. Are you ready? Let's testify. In the name of Jesus, I testify that I'm going to reach more people for Jesus Christ in the days ahead than I've reached in all my ministry. I testify in the name of Jesus, I'm going to reach more souls for Jesus Christ in the days ahead than I've ever reached in all the ministry. Lord God, that I've been ministering all these years, in the name of Jesus, I testify that God is adding to the church daily, such as should be 
saved. I testify that thousands of people are going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost and be baptized in Jesus' name right here in the city of Augusta. I testify that God has a revival for the people of the state of Maine. Hallelujah. And a revival all around the world. I testify in the name of Jesus. Woo! One more and then I'm going to do something else. I want us to testify about the situation that's facing you right now. I know that some of you are facing a nine and a half foot giant right now. And he's telling you it's over. He's telling you he's going he's gonna to destroy you and he's going to destroy your family. And I think it's time for us to testify what God is going to do to that demonic spirit. What God is, how God is going, that God is going to take care of the situation that we're facing right now. Not something that we might be facing tomorrow, but the situation we're facing right now. That we testify that God is doing something major right now to deliver us from that situation. Now, every one of us have unique situations. I'm going to turn my microphone off for a minute. And I'm going to talk to God. And I'm going to testify about something. And I want you to testify about whatever it is that you're facing right now. And I want you to get adamant about it. Aggressive. Don't stand there and just wait for everybody else to get done. No. There's a giant you're facing. You need to speak to that giant. Whether it be whatever it be. If it be a what or if it be a who. Whatever it is, you speak to that situation right now, and God is going to do what you say. Are you ready? All right, here we go. I testify right now that the enemy is under my feet, that the enemy is under my feet. I testify that the devil's a loser. He's already lost. He knows he's lost. And now I testify he's going down. I testify in the name of Jesus. This situation has been set straight. This situation has been rectified. This situation, hallelujah, is resolving for the good of the kingdom of God that has fallen out to the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, to the promulgation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I testify, hallelujah, that every situation that you're facing right now, God is delivering you from it. Now, I felt in the Holy Ghost that God wants to fill each one of us with the baptism of the Holy Spirit right now. I know it's Wednesday night. I know you came here for your Bible study. I bless you in Jesus' name. I love to study the Bible too, and we have. But I just feel like we need to let God pour out His Spirit upon us right now. Because it's not by might, and it's not by power, but it's by my Spirit, saith the Lord. Now I'm going to ask you if you would let God do it. To allow God to fill you right where you're standing. With the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And when God fills you, I don't care if the president or the mayor or anybody else might be standing around you. 
It doesn't matter. you got to remember, the most important thing is we need the Spirit of God fully in our vessel. Now, God just showed me an individual that he said, I will fill her with the Holy Ghost right now. If she will lift her hands and begin to praise me, I'm going to fill her with so much incredible power so that the devil won't stand a chance. And now I say in the name of Jesus Christ, receive ye the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Oh, there it is right there. Hallelujah. Receive the power of God into your life. Go ahead. Receive that wonderful delivering power, saving power, healing power. It's the power of God that you need. And so we praise Him. I'm going to lift my hands. I invite you to do the same thing. Lift your voices to God. Come on. Today, today, while you have this opportunity, while you have this chance, don't hold back. Don't pull away, but push your way into the throne room. He's calling your name in the name of Jesus. Now receive ye the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives you the ability. Oh, there it is right there. Oh, let it go. Let that tongue fly. Let that tongue fly. Let it soar. Let the Word of God speak to you right now. Hallelujah. Ramondo Ribo Santa. Ramondo Ribahata. Remano Ribasata Laboto. Hallelujah. This is for me and this is for my son. This is for me and this is for my daughter. This is for me and this is for my spouse. I will yet praise the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I will call upon the name of the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. In the last couple of minutes, somebody just felt a surge of strength and help from the Lord. Wait a minute. Jesus was walking down a crowded street. People were bumping into him. Have you ever been in a crowd? You're trying to push your way to get out to the gate. And suddenly Jesus stopped and he said, who touched me? The disciples said, Lord, there's people bumping into you all around. He said, no, no, no. I felt virtue go out of my body. And the little lady lifted her hand. And she was healed that very moment. I just felt virtue flowing from the Lord into somebody. And, and I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes if you would. You know, we have, we've been so reticent. We've been so backward that it slows down the miracle power of God. I want somebody that God just touched you in a very special way, and you know he absolutely he did touch you. You felt it. I felt it also. I want you to move out of your seat and come stand in front as quick as you can. God, I felt you touch me. I know there's something going on. I know there's a miracle happening. I'm stepping out in faith right now. I'm walking out of the front of this church. I'm walking down because I'm acknowledging what you just did. I'm going to acknowledge it. Lord, I, I'm confirming right now. I felt something happening right now. Lord, as I was praying, somebody in the last 
couple of minutes, you felt something that, that God was putting into you. It's a wonderful thing. Step down to the front and say, God, I'm acknowledging right now that you are doing a great work in my life. I acknowledge it. You filthy and foul spirit, leave her alone and enter not back into her again. You filthy and foul spirit, leave him alone and enter him not again. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Some of you folks, you're going to see some things you've never seen before. You're going to see some miracles you've never seen before. You're going to see some awesome things that God is going to do for you like you've never seen before. Confess it with your mouth. Testify about it with your voice. I feel the Holy Ghost here in such a sweet and precious way. Something miraculous is happening right now. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you right now. Let the voice of God speak to you right now. Let Him give you strength and help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shane, go back and lay hands on Stella. God's doing something for her right now. And I don't even know if she realizes it, but God is doing something for her and for Derek. God's doing something for her and for her son and Steve also. In the name of Jesus, Sister Stella, give God the praise. I know you love the Lord. I know Steve loves the Lord too. And I know that Derek is getting his miracle in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I give God the praise. In Jesus' name, I give God the praise. Hallelujah. Our God, our God is doing a great work. He's doing a great work. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing like the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, do you feel it? I feel the Holy Ghost here. Astounding. It's astounding what I feel.